Welcome to the Two Schmo Show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Miss Ryan, and I'm fucking done with election season already. But hey, we've only got a couple more episodes till the big night. So, yeah, I'm Cairo, and I am extremely tired of a lot of this. But it's it's important to talk about it. Oh yeah, no, it's our patriotic duty so, to talk about this. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, we can't really, you know. As white men who are allowed to have more than one political opinion, according to a certain senator, we uh, got to carry the flag. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, God, I can't. Man, remember. what didn't happen this week? Um, The governor did oh, not shit. get kidnapped. Uh, no. <laughs> no, she. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing, it's. I'm glad that. It seems like the systems that were put in place for this kind of thing to prevent this kind of thing really worked well. Yes. Because they knew about this. I don't even want to call it an operation. They knew about what these people were going to try to do for months ahead of time and waited to act at the most strategic point in order to uh, make sure that it didn't happen and make sure that they had the evidence that they need to actually take these pieces of shit down. I think this is a good exercise in why fucking guys with beers and guns uh, should recognize they are not fucking trained professionals like the actual oh, yeah. feds. No, no. I saw a great... It was just some random person's comment on the internet, but talking about, you know, like, compare these guys to, like, ISIS. Yeah. These are far-right militarized extremists with big fucking beards talking about, like, culture wars and shit with guns like it's literally al-qaeda in the u.s aquita one-to-one y'all-qaeda is one of them I, I i don't like using those kinds of terms though because it kind of you know by making a joke out of them it's fun to laugh at these kinds of guys but they're a serious threat oh they are and that is that is also what these kinds of pieces of shit want they call themselves ridiculous stuff like the proud boys and the boogaloo boys because it makes them sound silly like oh it's just boys being boys and it's fucking not it's really just taking the threat out of them so you can uh, like tolerate them a little bit more than what yeah. they're actually capable of it's like what fucking uh you know those nice guys like to do in uh you know with girls where they say i'm a nice guy and i wouldn't do anything yep. bad yep it's literally the same tactic it's fucking stupid but it works oh yeah it makes the people have to say these these dumbass organization names you know that makes the the news people look kind of ridiculous because they're so absurd in the what they've named themselves oh yeah i mean why do you think i named the show the two schmo show <laughs> so when people are like you know i don't like what these two uh you know news commentary guys were talking about well who were they the two schmoes yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the same tactic. But I will point out our opinions are one hundred percent bullshit because we do not have. Well, I have a degree in journalism, but not like yes, commentary we are or political to analysis. Up, do do not trust opinions from us. Yes, like we're happy to discuss this kind of shit, but we are not professionals on any of these topics. No, I mean I can do news analysis. And form your own opinions. Yeah, that's but, the important thing. Yeah, there's like one person I trust with uh, political opinions, and that's a guy who actually studied political science. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, 
So, uh, for all the other, you know, small militias out there, don't. Don't. Yeah, stop, please. Put the Paps Blue Ribbon down, son. They're honestly not militias, even. No, militias are organized. They are. These are just straight-up domestic terrorists. Yeah. I think even putting the word militia legitimizes them a little bit. It does. It absolutely does. <sighs> Fuck. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but this, uh... Why Michigan? You know, like, we're not the only state that had a bad, like, lockdown, but... Okay, so here's the... Th it's, like, two things, because not all these guys are from Michigan. Um, there was a headline earlier this week that two of them were put on $10 million bond, $10 million bail each. Um, and some of the others were put on lesser amounts, but it was because they uh, were still waiting on some of these guys to get extradited from other states. So it's definitely not just Michigan, but, like... Which state's female governor has Trump been harping on on Twitter for the last, you know, five, six months? Oh, hell yeah, man. No, I think it's a yeah, sexism it's... thing as well. Oh, 100%. But, I mean, there's other female Democratic governors, but there's only one of them that Trump called that woman in Michigan. Uh, yes, Rick Schneider. <laughs> Rick, Rick Schneider. Rick Schneider poisoned a city, and we're still okay with that. Think about that. I'm sorry, I've been harping on that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man. Um, regardless of my own personal opinions towards the governor, uh, congrats on not being kidnapped. Yes. Go yes. you. Did they even say what their plan was after they kidnapped her, or were they just going to like smuggle her they to were, Canada? They were going to murder her. I thought They so. were straight up going to kill her. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's terrorism. Like, Yeah, no, I mean, it's like not even thinly veiled. Their whole thing was straight up that they were going to kidnap the governor, put her on trial for treason, and then execute her for treason. So Trial. Big air quotes. Trial. I was about to say, that sounds like if you already say you're going to murder them after the trial, it sounds like you don't even have a fucking trial. It's a kangaroo court. No, they don't. They absolutely don't. No. Uh, it's only to have another thin veil of justice, of pretend justice. Who the fuck would be the judge? They would be. Oh. Judge, jury, and executioner. Oh, that's legal. Mm-hmm. See, if you replace all that with, uh, instead of Whitmer, Trump, that's literally, like, high-class terrorism. 100%. Um, for the feds that are our most loyal listener on this show, uh, good job, guys. Proud of you. What you looking up there, Cairo? I'm pulling up a couple other news stories. There's like, there's like so much shit. I'm trying to like go back and remember everything that happened. I know. It's really hard. <laughs> Especially when there's so much going on in like in in other countries too. Like we've got enough shit in the U.S., but there's a lot of important hap stuff happening around the world. Isn't there always? Uh, yeah, but like this week in particular, there was some pretty funny shit too. That the fly? No, no. Uh, let me see if I can find this one real quick. Put my good good Google skills to use. 
don't remember. Okay. Yes. Uh, no, I don't want notifications from the International Business Times. So this is an Indian fan of Donald Trump who literally worshipped him as a god. He apparently fasted for Trump. And from what I was reading earlier today, when he learned that Trump had COVID, he literally died. This Indian guy died of a fucking heart attack. And you all claim to be Trump supporters. Yeah. Fucking. Where are your heart attacks? Where are you at? Y'all were probably like, it's a fucking ploy by the Democrats. But this man literally died for his savior. So, yeah, this is Busa Krishna, 33-year-old man from southern Indian state of Telangana, was a fan of the president and used to worship his photo every day. Last year, Krishna built a six-foot statue of the president in front of his house, which means it's a bigger statue than Trump is, uh, which has posters and stickers of Trump all over it. And when he was informed of Trump testing positive for COVID, he became depressed and starved and prayed for the president's recovery. And yeah, then he had a heart attack, rushed to the hospital where he died. This man died for Donald's sins. Yeah. Holy crap. What a chat. Yeah, like, hun- <laughs> like uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, but like, where the fuck are all you? Y'all have a beer for Donald Trump. This man dies for him. Yep. I can't get over that. What do you say to that? Like, it's literally like the kind of thing you would think you would read in the Onion. Yeah, but it's real. It's right here. Shoutouts to that guy. The saddest part is he can never vote for Trump because he's not a United States citizen. Nope. What do you think they're going to do with that statue now? I have no idea. Like, send it to Hopefully the White nothing. House? Oh. Okay. Burn it to the ground. No. I doubt they'd send it anywhere. It's probably a shitty statue anyways. You think it's just I mean, going to... It's, it's a statue of Trump. It's by default shitty. Oh, damn. Um, You think they're just going to keep it there and then, like, thousands of years from now, like, when uh, scientists re-come to claim Earth... After, like, years of pollution have made it um, unlivable, they find this mysterious statue in the heart of India, like, with all this reclaimed nature and jungles, and they're like, what could this mean? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, well, jeez. Let me try and organize. Do you want to take a guess how many tabs I have open right now? Uh, 13. Oh, no. 15. Nope. 26. 22. Damn. And I've already closed a few out. I'm just trying to organize it between international and U.S. news right now. That's quite the... Aren't we always international, though? Oh, of course. Oh yeah, the like the fucking Nobel prizes are being awarded right now too. Like that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of everything else. 
wasn't like Biden's kid at one of the uh, part of the groups that won? No, I really doubt that. I heard something about like someone linked to the, the presidential campaigns right now won an award. That could have been a fake news article because I didn't bother reading into it too much. What you got going on there, Carol? Um, so I'm reading actually one of the uh, Nobel Prize awards. This one is for economics. Okay. Was awarded to Paul Milgram and Robert Wilson, who won the award for their work on auction theory, which I didn't even know was a thing. I'm curious now. They're game theorists who have helped in developing formats for the sale of aircraft landing slots, radio spectrums, and emissions trading. Okay. Oh. So this is like like corporate level auctions. This is like Yep. completely different from what I expected based on the headline. <laughs> I'm a little scared what you expected. So, well, I expected this to be like like a, like estate sales and, yeah, you know, like that. Not like Sprint and Verizon are dividing who gets what radio frequencies to operate on. Oh. Like, that's what this is, apparently. Okay. From what I'm reading, at least. So... Um, this year's, this is a quote from the chair of the Nobel Prize Committee. This year's laureates in economic sciences started off with fundamental theory and later used the results of practical applications, their dis which have spread globally. Their discoveries are of great benefit to society. So this is apparently talking about the theory surrounding the idea of a winner's curse, which is overpaying in order to win an auction. So they apparently developed theory behind why people bid the way they do and why they put maximum bids the way they do that are below what they personally think the actual value of the object is in order to avoid ever overpaying. Okay. Huh. Professor Milgram put together a theory which takes into account not only auctions where the object turns out to have the same value for all the bidders but also for auctions where the object is valued differently by different bidders he demonstrated that the sellers should get a higher revenue when bidders learn more about each other's estimated values during bidding what yeah i don't know this is the kind shit. of thing that i feel like i need to read a couple of like actual papers to actually understand i agree i am bad with that this is fucking dense You know what it reminds me of a little bit? Yeah. It reminds me of like those uh, law science papers you were talking about, like the, the patents for chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of that when you were uh, describing those to me one fall day about two years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. There's apparently been some criticism over who it was awarded to but mostly that seems to be because it was awarded to two european white guys 
talking about corporate auctions I when there are the... many more relevant areas of economics to most people. I can see that. You know, in fact, I'll agree with that. Probably something a little more economic. Yep. Huh. Interesting. All right. Um. Let's get into like what? What? What do you want to start with? Hit me with your, your best shot, because best shot. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start with this one. This is um pete Buttigieg was on Buttigieg. fox news i don't know why however you say his last name i don't know why fox keeps inviting him on because every time they have him on he embarrasses them ratings <sighs> apparently so this is a an excerpt from the interview between chris wallace who hosted the first presidential debate probably the only presidential debate this election cycle um <laughs> yeah uh between chris wallace and uh so wallace do you believe at any point in pregnancy that there should be any limit on a woman's right to an abortion i think the dialogue has gotten so caught up on when you draw the line that we've gotten away from the fundamental question of who gets to draw the line and i trust women to draw the line wallace pointed to late-term abortions and asked Budigig what his position was in back and forth you'd be okay with a woman well into the third trimester to obtain an abortion these hypotheticals are set up to provoke a strong emotional reaction these aren't hypotheticals wallace said there are six thousand women a year who get an abortion in the third trimester that's right representing less than one percent of cases a year this is uh, data supported from a 2019 LA Times report. So let's put ourselves in the shoes of a woman in that situation. If it is let late in your term pregnancy, or sorry, if it is that late in your pregnancy, that means almost by definition, you've been expecting to carry it to term. We're talking about women who have perhaps chosen the name, women who have purchased the crib, families that then get the most devastating medical news of their lifetime, something about the health or the life of the mother that forces them to make an impossible, unthinkable decision. That decision is not going to be made any better, medically or morally, because the government is dictating how that decision should be made. Well, that's a well-thought-out answer. Yeah. I... I don't know why Fox keeps letting this guy on. Like, he's very clearly not on the same side as them and he's giving very understandable and reasonable responses yeah no like i hell yeah my dude i'll drink to that yeah right i kind of i don't know how else to say it but that's like totally the right reason mm-hmm hmm, hmm. I'm really glad to see people like, uh, how, how, how do you say his name? Buttigieg. Buttigieg, is that right? Yes, because uh, we had to cover him a lot when he was uh, running for president when I was working at the radio station. That's just... It doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't look right. Let me see. Wikipedia usually has things like that, don't they? Yeah. Ooh, to judge. Wow. Yeah. I always keep uh, thinking of the Budapest song when I hear his name. I would name. never have guessed that. Yeah, it's mostly the G I E G part, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't have expected both of the G's to be pronounced G's. G's. Buda judge. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm really glad to see people like uh, Buttigieg and um, 
Whitmer, governor of Michigan, who are younger Democrats that are like putting their foot down and just calling out bullshit that these people try to put out. It's really refreshing. Oh, I totally agree. I think um, there's this way of thought that's prevalent along the lines of like most politicians past the age of like 55 where things are the way they are because that's the way they are that they don't like they've cemented this life experience and that there's no way that this life experience which is fundamentally their gospel can be altered or changed against in all the years that they've lived past the cementation of this idea and then we have Buttigieg giving a perfectly reasonable explanation of like why a third trimester abortion should be an idea um it just blows my mind that you know that no one thought of this beforehand wait what what's this yeah no completely agree seeing like a lifelong lifelong politicians like equivocate on some of this crap is so just like what what do you actually stand for why are you here if you're just going to equivocate over this garbage people on the other side of the aisle aren't doing it so why are you that's something i don't understand about a lot of politicians nowadays some of them are just there to keep the status quo yep which is like the opposite of what politics should fucking be but that's just me well, I guarantee why why that is. It's because they get Money. their pockets lined from big corporations who want things to not change. Thanks, Mitch. That's one of yeah, right. That's one of the major <laughs> reasons why there's a lot of uh, like like Wall Street as a whole basically wants Trump out because he's so unpredictable that the stock market they don't know what the stock market is ever going to do. You know, it's great for short-term profits but short-term profits when you're talking about stocks are are pretty meaningless you care about predictable long-term growth that's how these people make their money yeah no it's an investment for a reason not fucking like you know shot you don't have that you know like who who's trump gonna support endorse or you know try to take down on twitter tomorrow who's he gonna put a tariff on what industries is he gonna try to put a tariff on it's completely fucking random imagine all the people that bought stock in twitter (laughs) <laughs> they're crying right now oh man no I that's something I 1000% agree with and um you know that's interesting to hear that because I wonder how many people's uh, retirements Trump has uh, unknowingly uh, subjugated to uh what's the word I'm looking for intense change Mm-hmm. Well, you see, Whitney, yep. uh, you and your husband Jeff—that whole like stock you guys bought in uh, Twitter—well, it's kind of meaningless right now because the president says he wants to, you know, ban it. So we moved you to TikTok. I'm sorry. I'm just being a word, uh, being told that we have to move you away from TikTok now. Yeah. And the really crazy thing is that, you know, it's frustrating to see this equivocation, but it's like, it seems like apparently <laughs> the Republicans have been doing it too lately with some of these, like, absolutely ridiculous statements that have been coming out. 
Oh, can we talk about Lindsey Graham? Because I really want to talk about um, that. Yeah, though we got we got two guys. So Lindsey Graham is the first one. I don't even have this story pulled up. I'm gonna try and find the quote because it's so bad. Fucking stupid. It is yeah. literally the worst take ever. It is terrible. Is that top of oh, ads on thanks. Um here we go. Let's see if this has the full quote. I'm scared. This does not because they are paywalling. Um I hope you're all ready to cringe. Man, I just want <laughs> just give me the damn quote. Slate better not have paywalls. They don't. Okay. Okay. Do they have the full quote? Yes, they do. <laughs> um. It is so. Where is this? Scared. To young people out there of color, to young immigrants, this is a great state. But one thing I can say without any doubt, you can be an African-American and go to the Senate, but you just have to share the values of our state. Uh, if you're a young African-American or immigrant, you can go anywhere in the state. You just need to be conservative, not liberal. Yeah. Yep. Your right to an opinion is forfeit if you're a minority. Basically. No, Unless you're conservative. Yeah. Then you're fine. Nobody. Yeah, and in the wake of that, his <laughs> opponent for the Senate, James Harrison, has completely just destroyed past funding record fundraising records. So, um, in the final quarter of a quarter of his campaign, now he's raised fifty-seven million dollars, and it shows people are like rightfully pissed off about what Graham said, and they're you know literally voting with their pocketbook. Literally voting, like yeah, holy shit, literally. I mean, it's like literally five to one with the amount of fundraising they've gotten in this last quarter. I really hope that's playing on all the TV stations in California right now. I'm sorry, not uh, Ca South Carolina. South yep. Carolina, you're right. I guarantee it is. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Harrison's got $57 million to put towards advertisements. Now I can be sure he's going to be using it well because it's on video. Yeah. All this shit's, you know, recorded in these town halls. I would love to like see like Graham going back to his publicist is like I think I fucking nailed that interview and then his publicist is like what the fuck did you just do oh yeah no it was massively stupid that um but Graham is unbelievably not the biggest piece of shit Republican senator that we have to talk about this week bullshit after that there's someone who's a bigger asshole okay um so are you ready for this? No. Earlier this week, yeah, right. Earlier this week, Utah Senator Mike Lee issued a statement uh, that, I don't even remember what it is. It's basically that democracy doesn't matter. And he say, he framed it in some very fancy way that it was like, you know, people's, people's rights and liberty are what matters. Democracy is not the goal or something like that, which is just like, what are you even talking about? That... democracy is like fundamental to our country um so he got a bunch of heat for that then shortly after 
he tested positive for COVID. And, um, you know, being a member of the Senate, this is kind of a big deal. Lindsey Graham was getting shit because he wouldn't say whether or not he was positive or negative for COVID. You know, he's been exposed to a bunch of people who have been. And these people who test positive, one would assume at least, would not at least be in person in the Senate for the uh, hearings that are about to take place for the Supreme Court seat. Yes. Mike Lee, though, was in the Senate today without a mask days after he tested positive for COVID. I think he tested positive for dumbass. Yeah. Like, there's like, a lot of fucking old career politicians in that room. Why oh, do you yeah. want to kill them? <laughs> yep. It is one thing to say that, you know, if you're not a liberal, basically you have no rights. It's another thing to actively take, you know, to take actions that put not just, you know, other people's health on the line here, but like other Republicans health on the line. Fucking Ted Cruz was reporting to the uh, uh, Senate hearings by like by by video. He's not there in person because he was exposed to Mike Lee after he tested positive. But Lee is still there. And won't say whether or not he's tested positive or negative in the last few days. I think the real reason is that someone called his wife ugly again and Ted's feelings were hurt and he couldn't face them in person. That didn't stop him from making uh, stump calls for Trump in 2016. <laughs> I will never forgive Ted Cruz for that. Like, Trump publicly and very specifically insulted Ted Cruz's wife. And within months, he was making phone calls on behalf of him. How spineless do you have to be to do a 180 that fast? Kyrule. Even if your wife is okay with it, you just, you, you, when someone directly insults a member of your fucking family, you don't then support them. I'm convinced Ted Cruz is part of Blobfish based off his facial structure, which oh, would yeah. also That's account. Why he's got the beard now. That's yeah. why he's got the beard. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to show his face. He didn't want to, like, you know, give off this blobfish vibe. You know, he didn't want to insinuate that he didn't have a spine despite his action. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. How is he not divorced, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Probably because his wife is just as brainwashed as he is. Like, or if, they're just making too much damn money off of campaign contributions to give a shit. That could be it, too. You know, maybe they get a nice little stipend from the Trump family every year because of that comment. No, I doubt it. Trump isn't, you know, I, I really doubt it. Because I don't even think Trump's apologized. Oh, he never apologizes. That's the sign of weakness. Because he never does, right? Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. And that wasn't enough. This one is not, this is a developing story still, but... Um, it seems pretty clear what's been happening right now and there have been official statements from California state officials on it already so there is you know not like dif anything definitive but it's pretty clear what's been happening uh, in southern parts of California in recent weeks there have been unofficial ballot drop off boxes that have popped up that by all means appear to be placed by california republicans and this is the situation where um 
it's really hard for the California Republicans to say that, oh, they didn't do this because it's a felony for, to do that. You know, that is like straight up voter fraud. Yeah. Um, but they have basically admitted to it publicly that they were doing this. It's like, how stupid of a thing can you do? So one, it's like they're trying to prove that voter fraud exists by committing voter fraud themselves. Two, these are state laws they're breaking, not federal. Trump can't pardon these people. He will try so it's to. it's not like they have a get-out-of-jail-free card on this. These are state election laws. Uh, and so far, it seems like uh, who is this? Alex, Alex Padilla, California Secretary of State, issued a statement saying that you know it's a clear violation of state laws and that it hopefully there's not been anything definitive yet but by all means it seems like they're going to be going after uh the people who've been doing this and i certainly fucking hope so you think they just realized they can never win california because it's so left weaning that they just said fuck it basically yeah that's my whole perspective on that because why else would they do that Yeah, it straight up is. There is no other reason. Yeah. My real question is, did anybody fall for it? It seems to be that way. I mean, why else would attention get called to it if it was, you know, that way? Hmm. There's one person I've seen whose name has come up a few times. I'm going to try and see if they are, like, anyone because nope. I super don't know. Hmm. Oh. So this is... Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, no, this is like... <laughs> no question here. Um, so Jordan Teig is the regional field director of the California Republican Party. And in a now-deleted tweet... He said, doing my part and voting early. This is by far the most important congressional election I've ever voted in. I'm so proud to have cast my vote for whoever. DM me for convenient locations to drop your ballot off at. And as a picture of him standing in front of a box that says official ballot drop-off box that is apparently not an official ballot drop-off box. What the fuck? Yup. I didn't realize who this guy was when I was first seeing this. I thought he was just some dumbass Republican who didn't know what the fuck was going on. But no, he is the, according to his Twitter bio, regional field director of the California Republican Party. That is legitimately conspiracy. 100%. Whoa, man. Like, I don't know what to say to that. That's like, I want to know something. Why did this man who has a mainly Republican audience on Twitter, I'm assuming, post that if the whole point of this was to... I don't know. I just feel like they're wasting Republican votes at that point. Like, just fucking feeding them to the goat. Mm-hmm. What is their strategy? whole thing's a joke and very very frustrating 
Yes, it is. So here's some here's some levity um, to help break it up a bit. Please. Mike Pence was speaking at a Florida retirement community, and during his speech, a plane with a banner flew overhead that said, Pence is why you can't see your grandkids. Ooh. My heart. So that was nice. One of my favorite parts of this is a comment that somebody made that is, uh, once again, something that flies just stole the show from Pence. Ouch. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a, that's not a party foul. Yep. Ugh. I don't think my heart can take much more of this. <laughs> oh, I hope you're ready. I've still got more than half of my tabs open. Fuck. Okay. I need a breather. <laughs> All right. Take a breather. Okay. I'm ready. Um, oh, man. We'll, we'll jump over this. I mentioned this earlier <laughs> before we started. It's just so dumb. Um, Carlo Acutis, an Italian teenager, could be the first millennial to be sainted. He apparently died of leukemia in 2006 at the age of 15. Um, and has apparently already been dubbed unofficially the patron saint of the internet. Uh, on Saturday, he was beatified. I don't know what that means. I'm going to Google it real quick, though. Uh, search Google for this. Beatified is in the Roman Catholic Church and to announce the beatification of. Thank you, Google, you useless piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Beatification uh, is a recognition accorded by the Catholic Church of a deceased person's entrance into heaven and capacity to intercede on behalf of individuals who pray in his or her name. So that sounds like kind of a big deal. So he's confirmed to go to heaven. By the Pope, I guess. Yep. Um, beatified at a ceremony in the town of Assisi and moved one step closer to sainthood. The teenager recorded, pr recorded purported miracles online and helped run websites for Catholic organizations. So, I don't really care about any of that, you know? Yeah. If that's the case, whatever. I'm not a Catholic. I'm never probably going, ever going to be a Catholic. I like the current Pope, but that's just because he has the same political stance as me for the most part. He seems like a decent guy. What I found hilarious about this is that I have a handful of uh, Google Chrome plugins oh, that just sort of help keep everything lighthearted, especially with Trump in the news as much as he is. Um, I have one from uh, the show last week tonight that turns every instance of the word Trump into Drumpf, which is his family's traditional last name back in like the 1700s, 1600s. Yep. I also have one that is called Millennials to Snake People which turns uh, instances of the word millennial or millennials into snake person or snake people. And pretty regularly, it leads to some hilarious instances like this. So on my screen right now, the title for this is Italian teenager could be first snake person saint. I love it. I, for one, welcome our new snake person overlord. Absolutely. All hail the sneeple. The sneeple the snake people uh that's not the politically correct term i hope you know that right what it's not the politically correct term oh sorry it's a snake 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 person snake. american yes you are you are correct yes um okay man uh you want to stay stay u.s for now or go more international because i've got i've got some of both I'd say let's keep it in the good old U.S. of A. Because our dumbassery knows no bounds. 
All right. So calls have started for the resignation resignation of a Michigan sheriff who took the stage with members of the so-called militia that were plotting to uh, kidnap, abduct Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I remember that. Yeah, so this was back at a rally in May. Barry County Sheriff Dar Lee... No fucking way, that's his name. Barry County Sheriff, you said? Do you want to... I didn't say his... he's a sheriff of Barry County, yes. His name is Darleaf. Darleaf. Like, I... I didn't know either of those could be an individual's name. Oh my god, he um, looks like a Darleaf. Yeah, right? <laughs> So, um, Barry County, Barry County Sheriff Darleaf, who told M Live he knows some of the men who were arrested last week in an alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, spoke out against the governor at a May 18th rally alongside those men. Alongside one of those men, specifically William Null. Uh, a protest has now come asking for Leaf's resignation that was planned for 8 a.m. on Tuesday. It has apparently been canceled over safety concerns. Huh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, um, he so, was featured at an event with one of these terrorists and other members of the Michigan Liberty Militia. What a dumb name! The MLM. That's what I was thinking too. An MLM. He joined <laughs> the MLM. MLM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that goes to show. This was during during the American Patriot Rally. So, um, I looked up Barry County Sheriff on Google real quick. Yeah. And someone fucking vandalized their Google, like, knowledge panel. Because you get St. <laughs> Susan St. James Catholic Church from Family Guy as their location photo. What? Followed by a Simpsons, I'm, I'm assuming it's Simpsons because the skin's aren't, uh, yellow, of a website called Christlist. And then you get a fucking still the Simpsons movie where it has Nelson laughing at Bart's dick. <laughs> what the fuck happened here? I am very confused by that too. People must have uploaded these as part of their Google reviews. Yeah. I would guess. I will say though, Google reviews for like police departments are usually hilarious. I'm about to. I'm like. I'm looking to see what else I can dig up on this. View all Google reviews. Uh. <laughs> a day ago, this department is a joke, especially Leaf. Durleaf is an embarrassment. Yeah, Durleaf. Durleaf is, is a joke. Hicks with badges. That sounds about right. Uh. Got stabbed seven times in it. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, that does sound about right for the area. But Darleaf is garbage. Um. (sighs) Interesting. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing that is happening. Yeah. 
I'm from Barry County too, so this is funny to me. Oh yeah, no, that's you. You know what I mean by I'm not surprised someone got stabbed seven times. Oh no, 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 no! I'm surprised it was only seven. Must have not been feeling well that day. Yeah. Ugh. You know, actually, a couple of those guys were from Hastings, Michigan, though. Oh yeah, no, totally. I, I, the most of the ones who've been arrested are either from Michigan or Northern Ohio. Yeah. Which Ohio, get your shit together. We don't need any more problems up here. Seriously, we've got our own. <laughs> the fucking Midwest, man, is really weird. Like, I don't understand Midwest hicks. I can understand rednecks in like the South a little bit. But Midwest Hicks, who are like, I, you know, my family comes from the Confederacy, so I'm going to bring you up to the fucking Midwest, the home of potato salad. Yeah. Unfortunately, racism knows no bounds. You're not wrong. And that's basically it. Yeah. What else do you got? All right. So this is actually a follow up on a story back. God, how long ago was this? It was in 2019. Oh my god! So uh, in Galveston, Texas, a, someone was arrested by an officer on horseback, and for whatever fucking reason, they used rope to tie the guy's hands together and then walked him down the street while one of their officers was still on horseback. Ye fucking which hot? is obviously like incredibly embarrassing and denigrating for one, but just completely unnecessary. Yes. And uh, so the guy who, who this happens to filed a lawsuit for a million dollars in the police department for the um, extreme and outrageous conduct by the officers, causing him emotional and mental anguish, which I'm not fucking surprised by. Like, yes. No shit. That's horrible. So, yeah. Sounds like someone just wanted to fucking play cowboy that day. Yeah. It's not like he was doing anything particularly bad either. They arrested him for criminal trespassing. The fuck? Which were later dismissed in court. What? Yeah, this whole thing's a joke. So, I hope this is, like, open and shut. They should just settle and give him what he wants. Just be done with it. You fucked up. You done goofed. If I, I hope this is like a fucking wake up call that like, you know, a lot of police departments, you know, you don't have to kill someone to realize you got fucking jackasses in your police department. Yep. Ugh. Um, so the last piece of like political type news I have is that, uh, the Senate is now meeting to discuss the Supreme Court nominee, Amy Okay. That's pretty much it so far. I, I hope to hell that they tear her apart. She is so wildly unqualified to be on the Supreme Court, like compared to her peers, that it's like hard to call them her peers. She has three years of experience being a judge. Only three? She clearly, yeah, only three. She's been a lawyer for longer than that, but she was put on as a federal appointment by Trump three years ago. Wait, how long do you have to serve as a nurse before you can technically become a practicing doctor? Longer than three years. I was about to say. Guaranteed. Yeah, no. 
it's it's really it's really messed up. Um, and I don't know. It'll I don't know. Really, it's going to be a hard news week for sure. With how depending on how this goes, like compared to how Kavanaugh was, you know, Kavanaugh personally did things a long time ago that made him potentially unqualified for it. But this is a person who fundamentally is deeply ingrained in a fringe religion who is clearly only being put on the court with the express purpose to overturn multiple previously decided court cases. Oh, yeah. No, she just fucking won the lottery. Oh, yeah. And one of the other great things I heard was that apparently um, she was at the... Nom- obviously, she was at the event for her nomination for this position, the super spreader event that the Republicans had, where... Um, I love that name, by the she way. She and her children, yeah, right. She and her children were maskless at the event, and now it has turned out that two other students and a teacher at her children's school have tested positive for COVID. Nice. Want to take a guess where they probably got it from? I don't want to. Definitely not from any of the seven children who didn't have masks at the event. Who probably brought it back with them. Oh, you want to hear something kind of funny? Um, we just had a massive breakout of COVID at our local high school up here. Nice. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You can't stop kids from, you know, being fucking kids. Yeah. No. I, I'm i surprised it took this long, to be honest. Of course. From what I understand, it's everybody's doing really well and no one's, like, in serious danger for their lives, but... Holy shit, was that playing with fire? Mm-hmm. What else do you got for me? Okay. Tech news. Oh, no, hell yeah. Tech, tech giant news. So Facebook has apparently now banned officially Holocaust denial content. Good. They said its new policy prohibits any content that denies or distorts the Holocaust. Zuckerberg wrote that he struggled with the tension between free speech and banning such posts, but that this is the right balance. I, I personally think zuckerberg should what was it (laughs) have you seen the firefox ads that they have going around on twitter lately no so firefox is starting some like um they're they call it unfuck the internet is literally what they call it and they have this thing that rolls through with like unblank of a, a bunch of different things that ram with fuck for you know unblank the internet and one of them is unzuck (laughs) which is great I can get um, down with that. Yeah, Facebook can do so much more. They're not a, a free bastion of speech. They can moderate their platform. They are a and private company. They are a private company. They're not the government. Yeah. Like, I understand the appeal of trying to provide a free speech platform. But unless it's like fucking 4chan where you can either moderate it and, you know... Yep claim your company has a reputation or you can leave it like 4chan and let it be a cesspool yep and deal with the reputation that comes from that yeah i'm sorry but you know there's a reason people go to 4chan for a reason and you can't have the image of facebook and have the content of 4chan yep it's usually not good yeah 4chan is the wild west for a very damn good reason yep so i had that one i also had one from microsoft this one is a bit dicier and Uh, not so clear-cut so microsoft has won a court case 
um, and a court order for the seizure of ransomware botnet controls on the justification that because these botnets used modified Microsoft code, it was in violation of their copyright. And because of that, they could physically seize the, as I understand it, um, they, let me, let me just skim through this real quick to make sure I have it right here. Okay. But as I understand it, it has to do with them, like, physically seizing assets that were misused to create these botnets and stop them from operating. Okay. So these, I mean, this is this kind of, you know, for one, this is good to a point because these are, um groups that are trying to use things like ransomware and compromise computer systems, particularly like election systems in the US. Um, so to that point, this is good that it's being handled. But on the other side, there is the problem that it's kind of a slippery slope to have Microsoft be able to legally claim because of copyright that they can do this. Yes. That is dangerous. I guess would be the way to put it. And it sets a pretty serious precedent for future cases. I guess because we're... modifying yeah, modifying copyrighted software is not at all uncommon. No. And I mean, look at Doom. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, people modify stuff all the time. Yeah. And if it comes down to a situation where it's at the discretion of the companies themselves as to whether or not they're going to uh, seize assets through prosecution, I, I, for one, don't trust companies to make that decision. Oh, Nintendo's going to have a fucking field day. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be so worried about Nintendo. They're pretty chill lately. Which, you know, they used to be a lot worse, but they've 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 eased back a lot. I, I'd be more worried about, you know, companies like Microsoft and um like Apple in particular for oh. how they would respond to this. Because oh. they are much more protective of their copyright. That's very true. Apple's fucking nightmarish. Yep. Like uh how they purposely make it so repair companies can't fuck with their stuff. Yep. gross what else do you got Cairo? hit me okay so that's pretty much all i have for u.s news now i've got international i'm scared um it's a week so iran backed militias have offered a truce in iraq where they're operating under the condition that U.S. forces in Iraq remove themselves. So these are particularly forces um, like Hezbollah are operating in Iraq and have been carrying out attacks against American forces in Iraq. And they are funded by Iran. Um, and there's other smaller Iraqi militias that are basically in the same situation. But Hezbollah is the most well-known and most well-organized you know they have like actual 
public relations people who have been giving uh, official statements to news outlets regarding this. Okay. And, yeah, this is kind of a lose-lose for the U.S. because this is basically a way for these militias to give sort of like an out to say, yeah, we've put out, you know, we'll, we'll stop this, just leave. And now the U.S. has to decide whether or not they're going to do that. And I can almost guarantee under Trump they won't. Oh, no. No way. Um, so, yeah. And they basically said if the U.S. doesn't withdraw, they will resume their military activities and potentially expand them, which isn't great. Yeah. I so, really have <laughs> nothing to say to that. Yep. Um, that's just more something that is happening. And... Yep. Uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan have been engaging in clashes last few weeks. This is going back to a dispute in 1994 over the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region. Uh, they had a ceasefire in 1994, but no peace treaty was ever reached. Fighting has a gun continued between the two countries. Uh, there was a ceasefire that was called a few days ago, and it is pretty rapidly falling apart as there has been continued shelling of the region again not really much to go over there but um you know having that ceasefire show up in the news was like oh maybe they're actually gonna fucking do something but no they're just gonna keep bombing each other nothing ever changes not really belarus because that's still a thing i love uh, it Lukashenko has authorized belarus police to use lethal force if necessary against anti-government protesters according to a senior government official this is apparently a move in response to increased violent anti-Lukashenko groups eu foreign ministers have said that they are ready to impose sanctions against Lukashenko but have not yet nice I really yep. don't have much to say that. Belarus is such uh, a hot shit fest. Yeah, no, it's it's messed up. The guy's been a dictator for over twenty years and it's I guess not surprising that it's taking, you know, some some work to get him out, but yeah. I appreciate how slowly they're working through it though. Have had <sighs> yeah, I, know. I mean like what are the people of Belarus supposed to do? It's yeah. really gonna take international efforts, and it seems like those are happening now, but definitely an unfortunate situation all around i agree okay polish divers have begun to defuse a british world war ii bomb at the bottom of the baltic sea this is a 19 foot tall tall boy also known as an earthquake bomb that is 5.4 tons nearly half of which is explosives these were dropped in World War II, and apparently one has embedded only 12 meters below the surface of the water with its nose sticking up. They're going to be detonating the charge inside the bomb by a remotely controlled device. They've spent days preparing the site, and anybody in the immediate area has already been evacuated. But, yeah, that's one of the big things that is um, still a problem in a lot of Europe, is there's so much of this exploded ordnance that is just kind of everywhere, you know? Oh, yeah. That it's a serious problem. Well, it's almost like they had these two massive wars there. Yeah, you know, crazy, isn't it? I remember I was reading a story a few years back when, like, magnet fishing was starting to become, like, a phase that a lot of people were in. 
and people were trying to do it in like France and they kept pulling like grenades out of rivers that were live. And it was like a serious problem where the police were just like, they came down and they were just like, stop doing this. We don't want to deal with these things. We don't have the capability to deal with these things. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it's a thing. War sucks. Mm-hmm. Especially speak, as I speaking of, um, for my last story, North Korea had a military parade and unveiled a new missile. I'm scared. Yeah, so this is a apparently uh, I, it's North Korea, so who really knows? Um, I'm surprised they didn't detonate when they revealed it. <laughs> yeah, but this is a an exceptionally large missile. Okay. Um, apparently, the last ICBMs that North Korea tested in 2017 had a range of 10,000 miles, which could reach um, nearly all of Western Europe and about half of the U.S. mainland. These new ones are said to have a range of 13,000 kilometers, meaning it can deliver a single nuclear warhead anywhere in the U.S. mainland, which now includes D.C. This new ICBM, which has apparently yet to be tested, is similar, but it is longer and bigger around. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Um, the major thing about this is that uh, they're basically, this is North Korea saying that they no longer need to increase the range of their missiles anymore. They can pretty much reach anywhere in the world. And rather than working on range, they're working on payload, which is pretty much the only thing you need a bigger missile for. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, whether or not it's a real missile, who knows? But given that they already have these prior ones that we know are capable of these kinds of things, it doesn't really make sense for them to be like, yeah, we have basically the same thing, but slightly better, you know? It just doesn't make sense to do that. So it seems pretty pretty legit, which is pretty terrifying. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what I got for today. What a week. Mm-hmm. Anybody need a cigarette? I need a cigarette. Right. Oh, apparently something was going on with the NBA this week. Really? Apparently the Lakers won the championship. I know nothing about the NBA. Yeah, I don't either, but I've been seeing ads for it all over the place, and I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, that's a good thing. Lakers beat the Miami Heat 106-93 to seal a 4-2 victory and tie with the Baltic Celtic, Boston Celtics for the most NBA championships at 17. That's a lot. That is. Ugh. Did you hear we got more Spider-Man 3 news? I did not. Go. Yeah. I, we, you can tell yeah. we're desperate for movie news. Yeah. <laughs> right something we haven't had in like two years um Doctor Strange is going to be in the new Spider-Man is this like a Marvel movie or a Sony it's a Marvel movie okay yeah the deal went through you know 
but that's a thing. I don't know what to say about it because I don't know what they're fucking doing, so... I know Doctor Strange is a ghost dog in the comics that loves Spider-Man, so they better bring my goddamn ghost dog into this movie or else I will sue you, Marvel. Mm-hmm. For defamation of de- ghost dog. Yes. I heard today that Donald Trump is the first president in, like, over 100 years, I think, to not have a dog in the White House. What? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Why doesn't Donnie have a dog? I mean, there's plenty of easy jokes to make about that, but, yeah, I mean, that's basically the general consensus is why not. Yeah. Like, dude would probably mellow out if he had a good dog around. One of the jokes I heard that was, like, as why he doesn't is because he could never love anything other than himself enough to take care of it. Oh. Then get a cat. A cat would be easier to take care of. Mike Pence has a rabbit. Really? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a rabbit kind of guy. What's its name? It has an odd name. Marlon Bundo. Fuck. Which is a pretty good name for a rabbit. Yeah, Pence. You just became a little likable in my eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, John Oliver did a piece on Pence. I think it was earlier this year. It was either earlier this year or late last year. And he said at the start of it, if you do like Pence, don't worry, I'll say at least one nice thing about him in this show. And the one nice thing is that I like his rabbit. I'm sure he's a good bun. Yeah. See, I mean, it's a rabbit. How bad can a rabbit be? Right? Um, you know, have you ever read Benincula? I actually haven't. Do you know what Benincula is? I actually don't. It was a set of children's novels. Like we, like they were old when we were young. That mm-hmm. um, I remember reading. It was about a rabbit vampire. Okay. And the whole book was about a family that adopted this rabbit vampire called Benicula. And the cat and the dog of this family had to keep Benicula from eating the family. Huh. So, yes, in fact, they were out of ideas around the 70s. Thank you for asking. Yes, yes, they were. Uh, I know he also got like a cartoon for a while, which was really fucking weird. Oh, I was right. 1979. That was when Boninculus' first book came out. I was right. Hell yeah. Just by a smidge. Uh, uh, so apparently, yes. DC has a new TV show called Stargirl. Okay. I've never heard. This is like another one in the long line of Marvel and DC obscure characters that get TV shows, I guess. Oh, yeah. But uh, to me, it looks like DC's version of a Captain Marvel, just in the way that they're theming like the promotional material for it oh yeah that's like i'll send you two pictures here send me those two pics because this is like blatant so here's a good old captain marvel poster for reference hi Brie Larson. You forgot uh here's star girl i'm scared whoa yeah hi that's like younger Brie Larson. 
Yeah, that looks like her little sister. Yep. That's when you have That's like apparently, a... oh, go on. It's apparently kind of the idea of it is that Stargirl is a high school student in this show. Okay. Um but I found it funny because it's uh doing better on ratings than Marvel Captain Marvel was. Well, was it made with an express political agenda? Uh I don't know. They say it's fun for the whole family, so who the hell knows? Fuck, I don't even know what that means anymore. It means they probably don't swear. Oh. Well, if that's the case, I happen to know a couple strip clubs that are fun for the whole family. <laughs> um, yeah. But seriously, you ever realize how family entertainment's kind of lost its value nowadays? Oh, yeah. Totally. It really means nothing. Um, I was uh, at my folks' house and they have a uh, Disney Plus running on their TV, mm-hmm. and uh, my little brother wanted to watch all the X Men movies because he thought they were important to the MCU. That's adorable, isn't it? He didn't know what it was like growing up with that shit. Oh man, in the He's dark like, ages. I, I want to start with X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> Just let everyone die. Yeah, holy shit, kid! That's like starting with Logan. <laughs> Logan was a good movie, though. Logan was the best X Men movie of them all. Fact. It's the only good X Men movie. <laughs> With hindsight, so for what a good going... superhero movie should be, all of the like original X Men films are basically trash. Yeah, I have a soft spot for the cheesiness of X Two, but that's about it. Yeah. I I guess the first X-Men movie is kind of entertaining for that same reason, where it's just, like, it's a relic. What about Deadpool, though? Would you count Deadpool as an X-Men movie? No, I wouldn't. Okay. X-Men movies are pretty specific. Like, the same way, I wouldn't necessarily consider Logan an X-Men movie. Okay. Because uh, it's focused on a specific character. Same way that, like, like Iron Man is an Avengers movie, even though it has Iron Man. Yes. Same idea as that for me. Okay, I, I, I dig that. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think is the worst superhero movie of them all? The worst? <laughs> How hot should my take be? Fucking hit me with your best shot. Iron Man 3. Wow. I hate Iron Man 3 so much. I've actually never seen Iron Man 3. I don't like it at all. Like, Iron Man 2 is bad but i can still enjoy it just because of how absurd it is and it's got good cg iron man 3 just makes tony stark look like a piece of shit in my (laughs) eye it makes him look like an asshole and i don't get why people like it to be fair that was his thing in the comics for a very long time yeah but that's not his thing at this point in the movies oh no 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 they've like clearly portrayed him as someone who is grown as a person and he just acts like an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. What if he just I don't relapsed? Get it. I I don't know. Like the whole point in Iron Man three is that some shit happens and he like basically loses his Iron Man suit and there's a scene where he has to work with this kid in some town to fix the suit back to working again. And he just acts like an asshole to the kid the whole time, but for whatever reason, the kid likes him because he likes Iron Man, and he ends up being like a surrogate father for this kid who doesn't have a father, and it's like, what? Because he's at the end of uh, Infinity War Part 2. Endgame. Yeah. You know, I've seen Homecoming as well. I know about the kid's storyline. 
What? I said I've seen Homecoming as well. I know about no, the kid not story. that kid. <laughs> God damn it! It's the wrong kid. That is actually character development there. This is just some random fucking kid that Tony Stark runs into. I mean, I should probably watch the movie again to actually form an opinion on it, but I don't want to. I, I don't blame really you. Didn't enjoy watching it. If I can be honest, as much as I love the Marvel movies and the MCU as a concept, I think I'm sorry, only I have to. I have to change my opinion though. What? I forgot that the second Thor movie exists. I was about to say. I think about maybe a half of the MCU movies are hot. MCU movies are hot trash. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah, and while I respect what they built up to, and it's definitely worth the journey, you cannot tell me Thor: The Dark World is a good movie. <laughs> so bad oh my god did you like dutch angles do we have some dutch angles for you these are norse dutch angles oh my god god and then i don't know man like there's just that movie makes no actual impact in the whole larger marvel movies like thor is still thor at the end yeah Loki yep. is still Loki at the end, even though he's supposed to fucking die. But yep. the plot twist at the and, end. And, yeah. Plot and twist. It sets up like a serious plot point for the actual greater storyline that's completely irrelevant to the actual story they tell in the movie. It, it's literally, you can skip that movie and just know like somewhere along the lines. Oh yeah. Redstone is somewhere out there. Yep. And then you get to Infinity War, and it's just like, oh, Collector Guy has Redstone? Fine by me. He collects things. That makes sense. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, the only reason I think we're getting Thor 4 is to make up for Dark World. Yeah. Have you ever tried watching the original Thor, now that we're so used to the modern Chris Hemsworth? The original? No, I haven't. He looks so fucking different. Like, Does he? Picture Thor in your head right now, right? Yes. You're probably thinking somewhere along the lines of Ragnarok's, like, uh, original stuff, right? Um, yeah, a bit. Yes, very roughly. I I'm trying to, I to a point, yes, but I also am trying to account for the character development that has happened over the series. Yeah. But yes, to a point, yes. Well, I was watching, like, I just happened to stumble upon Thor, the original Thor movie, right? While hanging uh -huh. out with my mother... And I saw, like, this baby-faced Chris Hemsworth, and I'm trying to find <laughs> it right now. Because, like, he has gotten more muscular over the years. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Um, I'm going to send you an image. It's the Thor on the far right is, like, what I consider, like, okay. holy fuck, he's changed. Oh, wow. Yeah, I see what you mean. It looks like <laughs> it actually looks like Matt Damon almost. Yeah. You, like, the, you can tell they dye his beard now because yeah, like, it's no, totally. Yeah. It's so weird to go back and see that Thor now that we're, I'm used to like fucking actual Herculean like Thor now. Wait, did they have I can't remember. Did they have Matt Damon as no, he was as Loki. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a complete missed opportunity because that's like remarkably similar <laughs> with that baby face. Oh, fuck. Look at that baby face. Well, yeah. One of the other things that they've really done, though, too, that is they just generally made him look like dirtier, kind of. Yeah. Scruffier. Like an actual and fucking it really helps a lot. 
Yeah, his armor's not literally glistening anymore. No, he does, like, I'm sorry, the Thor, like, back to that image I sent you on Discord, the Thor yes. on the right uses L'Oreal every fucking morning, because oh, yeah. he's worth 100%. it. The fucking Thor on the left uses his fucking Asgardian sweat in the blood of his enemies as conditioner. Yes, totally. Because he is worth it. Yep. Damn. Ooh, someone sent me a text. Oh, boy. It's my girlfriend. Anyway. Uh, with it being such a slow movie year um i've been looking through some of the rotten tomatoes articles that they have on right now yeah and one of them because halloween is their top 90 horror movies of the 70s fuck and which one is this i have to like i haven't seen so many of these in so long like, I can't remember anything about... Like, I know I've seen Halloween, but I can't remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, I don't no, even... I'm thinking of The Exorcist. Halloween is fine being on this list where it is. Where is The Exorcist? Is that even in this? Am I even, like, in the right decade here? I don't think you are. I think that's 80s. X... Oh, no, it might be, actually. The Exorcist is 25. I think that's fair. That's a fun one to watch just to see how far horror has come. It's so campy. Have you heard about the whole uh, debacle with Rolling Stones, like new 500 albums of all time list? No, I haven't. They redid the whole list. The whole, like they didn't just update it, they just redid it. They redid it. Okay, what's the controversy over it? Um, or is there? It really depends where you lean politically. Because okay. a lot of conservatives think like this is more of a liberal agenda to switch this list. Um, I'm skimming through the top 50 right now. Same. I'm not seeing anything that's like particularly out of place here. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of this that I just haven't listened to, but knowing who the artists are, I can appreciate why they would be as high as they are. So number 10 is Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, which is a fucking good album, by the way. Uh huh. Um, it, it, the, the reason it's on the list, the first sentence is this is a very sexist industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no problem with a lot of these albums on here. I think some of them could oh, yeah. go a little lower, but I'm really not the kind of person who would, uh, was pulled from this kind of stuff. It's weird. So is that how they do it? It's like based on like polls. Polls? Yeah, they get like certain people that they consider yeah. like reputable musicians or musicologists. Oh, okay, like that. So it's not just, like, anyone. It's no. specific people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they, they That's pull... fine, then. Yeah. Stones, Aretha Franklin, Thriller at 12, that's fine. 
I don't know. Thriller, I feel, should go in top ten. <sighs> what? I, I wouldn't necessarily put it in top ten. I think, I think at twelve is fine. If it was in top ten, I wouldn't think twice about it, but on a list of the top 500 albums of all time i mean oh fleetwood mac rumors yeah that's that's legit yeah um Nirvana. yep did i ever tell you like my really controversial opinion about prince nope i don't think so i don't think the purple rain album is that great really yeah i don't think it's his best album by far i think 1999 is his best album huh i know that's really fucking weird I would not have guessed Marvin Gaye being number one, but I can certainly respect it. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with this list. It's not, fa- like, you know. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. It wouldn't be my list, but that's because this isn't any one person's list. Of course. I don't know. What would you... Mm, maybe that's a better topic for another day. I am incredibly disappointed that there's not a single dance album in the top 50 i agree like how far back am i gonna have to go before i see a dance artist i know i don't think you're gonna get, gonna see one on here just because i know your because taste there is i mean i i guess that might as well just be indicative of who they considered appropriate for writing the list who they polled yeah because this is a lot of pre-2000s yeah it's really like that's a good way of putting it some of the more modern stuff like is early early 2000s jay-z kanye west yeah i think it's really evocative that they put literally an album from 2004 on uh number 500 yeah yeah that most of this is 60s 70s and 80s too yeah I don't know. I think this is a really interesting turnabout in music that they've redone the 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange. I would not have guessed that one. Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. This is top 150 I'm looking through right now. Yeah. Um, Where's the infamous Orion on this list? Seriously. Yeah. Adele 21. That is a phenomenal album. That should be higher up. 137 is too low for that. It shits on some stuff from like the like the golden rock era. Oh really? Have you listened to her either of her albums? Uh I think okay, yeah, my parents had 21, so I definitely agree with you yep. on that one. 21 is just 21 and what is it? 19, 23? I don't remember how she did it. They're both great albums, but 21 is like every single song is amazing. I will say 21 has no filler tracks and that's fucking impressive, especially. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I am definitely making a, some pretty big assumptions as to who they pulled for this list. But. Yeah, you I, can I guess tell, I would be though. very. I would be very interested to know what the criteria that they sent out for this is. Because even if you like start at like the top 500, there's a very brief forward on it. 
when we first did the RS500 in 2003, people were talking about the death of the album. The album, and especially the album release, is more relevant than ever. In 2003, we allowed votes for compilations and greatest hits albums, mainly because a well-made compilation can be just as coherent and significant as an LP. Because compilations help shape music history, and because many hugely important artists recorded their best works before the album had arrived at its prominent format. Of course, it could still be argued that embarking on a project like this is increasingly difficult in an era of streaming and fragmented taste, but that was part of what made rebooting the RS500 fascinating and fun. 86 of the albums on this list are from this century, and 154 are new additions that weren't on the 2003 or 2012 version. The classics are still the classics, but the canon keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I can guarantee there's probably not a single dance musician on here. Shakira, that is a stretch. Ouch. I would not consider Shakira to be dance. That's closer to... I don't even... Yeah, dance rock set, that leans heavily on the rock set, and much more closer to, like hip-hop than dance especially if you're talking 90s dance if it makes you feel better i'm not seeing much jazz yeah like what the hell i think i saw some coltrane in the top 50 but okay. not enough no uh, and that's like the problem with doing like mainstream music at bias like this yep because i would argue since the very beginning of time jazz has never been a mainstream commodity yep God, I wish there was like a text version of this that I could just search through. Oh, you didn't have to. I have a these... few. What? Well, I mean, like I have a few very specific albums that I would put in here for like the best dance music of all time. Yeah. But I don't want to scroll through 500 entries to look. Hmm. Let's see if I can actually find. Oh, here we go. Rick they put kind of blue on Thank 32. You. Why would they put kind of blue on 32? Huh. What's up? <laughs> I'm looking, scanning through the Wikipedia article. Just curious on like statistics wise. You know, I think this should be something Rolling Stones does a lot more with, uh, mm -hmm. like, do this, like, once every five years or so. I would agree. They apparently updated it in 2012. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. In each version of their top 500, their distribution of this has skewed heavily towards the 70s. Really? Which isn't too surprising, but I wouldn't agree with it. It's funny that you say that because number one is literally an album from the 70s right now. Yeah. Yarg. I don't know. Like, now that I think about it, this is like what's going on right now mm -hmm. is um a pretty good sign of the times i'm talking about the album not the like the actual state of what's going on right now but right yeah i don't know that album aged remarkably well well hmm. i'm just gonna have to do it by brute force what try and find your dance music try and find any dance music while you do that i need to use the bathroom real quick and get a water
Yeah, no problem, no problem. Good luck, um, sailor. Yeah, right. Audience, please accompany my good friend here because he's going to need it. Yeah, this is going to be a a frustrating journey to say the least. An emotional like ugh. I'll be right back. This is also a pretty terrible website to try to navigate through. The way they have this broken up is in 50 album blocks. And it just takes an eternity to try to navigate through this. The, like, I get why they did it the way they did, but having the option to just load the whole page at once would be much nicer. Arctic Monkeys at 346. That's a weird pick. Oh, finally, okay. So we have exactly one, which is one more than I expected, but it's also kind of a cop-out. Ah, okay. Okay, I'm up to 250 now. I still have 250 to 150 to go through, and I have exactly one. 
<laughs> you want to take a guess? I'm oh, sure you could probably get are... it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Two, because okay, there we go. they're, like, cheating. Fixed up. So, I kind of half lied about that, by the way. We have a cat out on our porch right now that's kind of living okay. with us. Okay. Just some strange cat. And um, I went to go feed her as well. And um, so I go out there with some tuna and whatnot, pl place it down where she usually comes to get it. She comes mm -hmm. jumping out from behind my grill and tries to smack it out of my hand. <laughs> and she's like, bitch, let me inside. I'm pretty sure it's a domesticated cat that we just found. Because she obviously yeah, knows inside sense. is a good place. Yeah. And um, I'm like, no, Mrs. Kitty, can't have that. Um, you, you just stay out here in the cold and here's some food. Um, you were going to send her to the pound soon. We were just waiting on her appointment. Mm -hmm. And um, my dog is flipping out because of this cat so much yeah, so, that, um, that when I turn around, my window, like our, our slider window, is all uh, foggy from my little Boston Terrier heavy breathing directly on it after this cat. <laughs> So, yeah, my dog is a murderous psychopath. Yeah. But the cat probably is too, so. Oh, yeah, it's a cat. You know, I'm just glad that my dog has not gotten rabies from this cat. Yep. So do you want to take a guess at what the dance albums on here are? Sure, hit me. Take, take a guess. You'll, you'll get it. 100% you'll get it. You'll at least get the artist. Will I? Both of them are the same artist. Yeah, you 100% will. Then it's fucking Daft Punk. Yes. Okay. It is both Daft Punk. I was going to joke and say it was Darude Sandstorm, but... Which is fair. I mean, it's fair that Daft Punk is on the list, but... Yeah. Wait, is... I would not say that either of their albums are should be the greatest of all time for when it comes to dance music. No. Was it Random Access Memory on there? Random Access Memory is 295 and Discovery is 236. Bullshit. Discovery, I think, is fair. Discovery is fair for being on the list. I would not put Random Access Memories as top 500 of all time. I wouldn't put it as the second best dance album of all time. That's for fucking sure. I don't think of Random Access Memories dance music, though. That's the thing. It's more like disco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think that's the main problem a lot of people have with Random Access Memories. It's such a departure from what Daft Punk usually does. Yep. And, like, I don't know. I love the album, don't get me wrong. But I think the biggest problem with that album is it's a Daft Punk album. Yeah. The other problem, though, for most dance musicians is that and they talk about it, you know, how they don't have strict albums. You know, if you have, like, a live set, it's representative of what your work is at that time. Yes. But for, like, strict up, like, straight up an album, Dead Mouse 4x4 equals 12 absolutely deserves to be on this list. I'm it is iconic and amazing i'm surprised there's no dead mouth or even skrillex skrillex does not deserve to be on the top 500 skrillex doesn't deserve to be in the top 500 dance musicians of all time damn Skrillex can fuck off like damn i'm i would put like <sighs> cascade and dead mouse would be the two that i feel like would deserve to be in the top 500 maybe tiesto but when you have like the fucking Beatles nine times and then nothing from other genres at all, that tells me what all I need to know. 
Oh, yeah, no. The fact that it's kind of blue, like, you know, the pinnacle of its genre, according to this list, is number 32. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was really weird. Apparently, uh, Arctic Monkeys AM is 346, which is just like, what? It really makes me wonder how they made this list, you know? Because obviously, I very much doubt that any one person, even industry insiders, have like a top 500 list that they can put together themselves. They have to be pulling these people from like, you know, I don't know. I want to know their methodology. I want to know how they did it because I don't believe. I don't know if I've accurate. even listened to 500 albums in my life. Exactly, right? That is a huge number. I Okay, I would say I've probably listened to 500 albums. I would not say I've listened to 500 albums that I like. Okay, that yeah, that's a better way of putting it. I'm opening my iTunes right now to see how many I actually own. More than less, like, you know, I've listened to. The fact that fucking Taylor Swift is in the top 100 just pisses me off. Really? Yeah, she's number 99 with Red. Why do you... What, what what's your opinion of Taylor Swift? I'm kind of interested in. She's fine. She's very talented as an individual, but not top 100 albums. Okay, I'll I'll drink to that. Like top 300, sure, but not literally top 100 of all time. No. I agree. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm really surprised about? What's that? No dubstep. Eh, I'm not surprised by that. Dubstep is a very... It was very popular for a while, but there wasn't that much good music that came out of it that was, like, lasting, and there wasn't that much that actually had albums. I was about to say, dubstep was such a flash-in-the-pan thing. Yeah. It pulled a lot of people into the dance scene in general and EDM in general, but it really didn't have much staying power. And people still do. I don't know. Dubstep was always so generic that there's a lot of stuff that you could probably like call dubstep, but it doesn't really help to. That makes any sense? Yeah, because sorry. I'm just, uh, you know, you, like you have like dubstep was always characterized by a big buildup and then a drop. Mm-hmm. And you do that a couple of times and there's your song. And it was some of it was good, but because of the way it was, none of it became particularly notable. OK, you ready for this? Yeah, um, I apparently own 224 albums. I should probably check, too. So I can make half this list, like, based off what I've listened to and have time to critically think of what I own, but there's probably albums I've listened to that I don't own, you know, just through Spotify or YouTube that, oh. Yeah, the problem that I have is that I have a lot of albums, but there's also a lot of these that are like singles yeah or compilations but I guess if you're talking about the best album it's not necessarily something that has to be by a single artist and compilations would qualify for that yeah 
there's some damn good dance compilations out there that have been released. Hmm. What, in your opinion, is the best dance album of all time? Uh, Dead Mouse 4x4 equals 12. Okay. It is... Un- okay, either that or... Which one is it? I want to say Tiesto's Club Life Volume 2 are both phenomenal and, like, the peak of what was considered, like, Big House, where you have these iconic dance musicians from the 90s and early 2000s who are now making music specifically for performances. Okay. Both of those were made to be listened to continuously, like a set, and it shows because the flow from the first song to the last song is perfect. And I could listen to those forever. Hmm. 4 by 4 equals 12, especially. It is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, how many compilations do I have? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So, I have 74 compilations. Oh, shit. On my iTunes. And I don't even want to count. Oh, no, there's a couple more. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So, like, I have pretty close to 100 compilations. And I wouldn't even want to begin to count the number of albums I have because so many of these are either singles or like partly ripped off of other albums and they're all scattered and it just kind of makes it messy yeah i take great pride in the fact that i've organized my music library a long time ago mm-hmm. and i've kept it organized and not let it fall into disarray also fucking avici avici deserves to be on there he's phenomenal hmm. i'm surprised he isn't on there after he died relatively recently like three years ago yeah hmm. sort of helped bring some more attention to his work though of course always kind of does just going off of things that have cover arts for them what one two so these are these aren't going to be anything that i like straight up ripped this is at things that i either bought an album for bought a single for the album or partially burned a disc over to digital two three four 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So 31, pretty close to 500 in total. But I wouldn't recommend all of these. There's some shit in here. Oh, yeah. Apparently someone hmm. has found a way to deep fry water. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Water's weird. Water is a very, very weird thing. And yet we drink it. Mm-hmm. There's like literally entire areas of chemistry devoted to just trying to understand water because we just don't yet. We really don't? No, it's water is so unique of a chemical in its properties that there is a significant amount of it that we don't understand. Huh. So what's so unique about it Cause, you know i think as long as you like take apart the you know pieces of it you should be able to understand it like from those like what you mm-hmm. know about those two three pieces right and you would think that we would but when we try to do that there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work the way that we think it should really? it just doesn't behave right yeah huh water is really really weird 
it's partly because of how polar it is when you look at its chemical structure you have the oxygen and the two hydrogens and it's not in a straight line the hydrogens are sort of pointed towards each other so you have these two very positive hydrogens pointing to one end of it and the one very negative oxygen pointing to the other end of it and it just ends up making it act really bizarrely hmm. and unexpected what okay give me an example of something unexpected about water versus like a normal like reaction from an element so like water is not really a liquid okay what and depending on its temperature its properties while very drastically so what is it then a plasma no i mean it's one of those things where it's kind of let me, let me just pull some stuff up so i don't just talk out my ass spoken like i can talk out well my researched ass all day. chemist But, like, this is, like, such a thing that at some of the conferences that I went to, yes. there were entire, like, week-long series of panels dedicated to people who were researching just water. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Libre Texts. That is absolutely useless. So, didn't you once tell me we still understand rain as well? um so kind of that's like uh, uh more of a theory thing because okay. it's not like you can send equipment yet you can't yet send equipment up into the atmosphere to physically like watch rain form um but it has to do with surface tension and the part fact that water doesn't want to come together when water is in its um like individual gaseous state like it is in the atmosphere it wants to stay a gas it wants you know because entropy chaos the universe wants to be as far away from itself as it is that's why most things are you know in the universe there's empty space everywhere because things push each other apart yes. so it wants to stay separate it wants to stay as a, an irregular gas but by random chance the water molecules bump into each other and they interact with each other and then the problem you have though is that at a certain point you have enough water together that the properties of it cause it to stay together and it, you have surface tension because you have a surface but it's getting from atoms of water to atoms of water that are all stuck together that is kind of a gray area that there's like this was a while ago i'm sure things probably changed by now but when i last looked into it um they didn't really fully understand with like certainty why it did what it did Wow, I'm not gonna lie, that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I this is why I like chemistry so much. But like, it's water. You automatically think like it's fucking water. Yeah, right. It's it's everywhere. Huh. So is it possible that it's killing us? Um. Yes and no. Technically, oxygen kills us. Oh yeah. Know? But not having oxygen kills us much quicker. So what you're saying is we need better oxygen. Or something other than oxygen that does the same thing. Better oxygen. Yes, but then it wouldn't be oxygen because it would be different. Ah. And if you have too much oxygen, you just die. Oh, yeah. H I mean, uh, O. O2. Yep. 
So what you're saying so, is... Yeah, computer modeling is one thing that's helping a lot because computers are better than people at modeling things like that, especially when there's like so many interactions happening in these huge states. Imagine yeah, one you... of the... Uh, have you ever seen a, a phase diagram for water? No, I have not. Phase diagram of water. This is like... Not like intro level chemistry but you learn it pretty on um oh that's a terrible that's a png you, you get the idea though it's a comparison of temperature and pressure and it determines um physical constants of water and what state it's in so we know that water boils at 100 celsius and freezes at zero celsius yeah but there is a triple point you can see it sort of in the middle there where if you have um, a temperature that is just slightly above zero Celsius and a pressure at a very certain point um, in those very specific circumstances, water can be either a liquid, a gas, or a solid at the same time. And there's some pretty cool demonstrations that you can do. Water at the... So would that be like dry ice? Point. No, dry ice is carbon di dioxide, frozen carbon dioxide. Um, it rapidly cycles between all three states of water. Huh. So this is UC Santa Cruz physics demonstration lab. The triple point occurs when the solid, liquid, and gas transition curves meet. The triple point is the only condition in which all three phases can coexist. Oh, that was not nearly long enough. Thank you, UC Santa, whatever. Um, and it is unique for every material. Water reaches its triple point at just above freezing, 0.1 Celsius, and at a pressure of 0 0.006 atoms, so, or atmospheres. So that is a very low pressure. Holy shit. Let's hold this up here. Oh, they had text that popped up. I don't know what that was about. I just... I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to send you this link real quick. Yeah, please do. Um, jump to about 40 seconds in, 45 seconds in, and you can clearly see in the video there's a piece of ice in the water. Right? Yes. But because of the temperature and pressure conditions that it's under, the water is already starting to boil. Holy crap. So you have ice, which is solid. You have the water that's surrounding it, which is liquid. And you have the bubbles that are forming which is the water turning into a vapor. Yeah, but it's not like the whole water like concoction right, it's itself. happening in individual parts. Yeah. That is so weird. Right, and when it gets to this point, they all exist in equilibrium. So you, have to, you have to find one way to keep it at that point, but it tries to balance out between all three of them to keep it there. At a certain point, it starts to do it pretty rapidly, and it switches back and forth. When it eventually run out of water, like the gas take over because the right yeah. eventually yes, the gas would evaporate, and oh. you're not able to keep it under its conditions. One of the better ways that I've seen it done isn't done in a wash glass like this. It's done in a sealed uh, round bottom flask so that the vapor can't escape. It's trapped in the flask. Oh my gosh! That's yeah, so cool. It's very cool science bitch and water water's just fucking weird you know you're like the walter white of the show and i'm the jesse <laughs> god that i love that that's so cool i love science mm -hmm. 
Huh. Science bitch. Science bitch. So, hmm. I don't know what else to say, but that's really badass. Mm-hmm. And we put this that's shit in much our body. Oh, um, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you think? I forgot to ask this. What do you think the number one horror movie of the seventies is? Oh, um, very popular. Very popular. Horror. Yeah, this is based on uh, Rotten Tomatoes ratings. I really don't know seventies horror films that well, so I'm going to say, I know it's not eighties. Um, cause that's like Friday the 13th and, uh, Freddy Krueger. It's a movie that I personally would not consider to be a horror movie. And I'm kind of surprised that they have it on the list. The Number Shining. Two as well. No, no, oh. Shining is pretty solidly horror, even though it is, uh, it's alien. Really? Yeah. They have alien at number one and jaws at number two, which I guess by the standards of the time makes sense. Yeah. But based on our current standards, I wouldn't really consider either of those to truly be horror. No, they're more thrillers. Uh-huh. Thriller and sort of sci-fi action-y kind of stuff. Yeah. Dramas, I guess. Especially Jaws. Jaws is much more about the characters than the shark. Oh, of course. I don't know, man. When Jaws had that monologue halfway through about his values, <laughs> it made me really feel like I got to know the character. Yeah, right, right. Ah. Uh. So what happens if we take a shark and put it in that triple point where everything's gas and ice and uh... nothing good. <laughs> no, the the thing with a uh, triple point like that is that the pressure is so low that it's really hard to do on anything bigger than a scale like that. Um, and there's not really, as far as I know, at least there's not really any sort of like practical applications of it. It's just kind of a cool thing that happens. I mean, yeah. And since water is so easy to get, and its triple point is where it is, it's really easy to do demonstrations. I don't, I don't want to say easy. It's very possible to do demonstrations like that in a, in a lab setup. I'm just thinking about the poor shark. Right. Technically, anything that has a liquid phase should have a triple point where it does that. It's just a matter of finding that point and actually being able to do it. I feel bad for the scientists that have to do it for mercury. Um, yeah, mercury would be really hard to get to a gas. That would probably be really hot. Mercury, I don't even know. I legitimately have no idea. I'm that, is that your field of chemistry? Like, what, what would, you, would you consider your field of chemistry to be? So my field of chemistry is uh, analytical chemistry. Okay. Presently. That's, that's what I do at my job. We take... Uh, you know, it's for a pharmaceutical company, so we take finished product and we analyze it using a variety of methods to make sure it is what it's supposed to be and has the right amount of stuff in it. Okay, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it to the people at home. You're the guy that checks their homework. Pretty much, yep. I'm the guy who makes sure that when you look at, like, the ingredients list on the back, the active ingredients list, it is actually that. Has anybody tried ever bribing you to make a thing go by and pass? Oh, no. Okay. Definitely not. And, and for the most part, we don't have much, like, interaction, at least not, not me personally, with anybody who would actually try to do something like that or kind of in our own area. Um, I was about to say, they probably would keep you... 
keep you guys yeah, away from that. There's so many different checks that go on along the way because I do the testing and then it's reviewed by someone else. Management reviews it after that. Then it's passed off to QA who does their own review of it. And then it actually gets released. Huh. So to try and do something like that would be challenging to say the least and downright impossible in a lot of cases. Good. Because you know, there's so much of it that's done on computers now. It's not like you can just write down the wrong thing. You know, the computer is taking these recordings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be very. You'd have to. It would probably be something that someone with like a, a computer engineering or coding background would be better at than me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay then. Do you have anything else to contribute to the show? No, I'm done. Yeah, I'm about done as well. I'm out. Yeah. Um. So, thank you, Discord, for not having any problems today. Right? It's so nice. Um. You know I lost that episode last week, right? Oh, no, I didn't hear it. Yeah, the audio got I mean, corrupted. I mean, it, it, that figures. Yeah. You know, what else could go wrong? It was a fucking nightmare of an episode, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh in the end, we only had like 40 minutes of actual audio that could be listenable. It was it was a bad day. Yeah, it was not great. I was fuming. I punched a puppy. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I did not punch a puppy. But oh, good. I wanted to. Anyway. In the meantime, I'm the infamous Orion. And I'm going to find a puppy. I'm Cairo, and I'm going to try to stop you. Uh, I am like 60 miles away from you, bitch. I have a car, damn it. <laughs> I will try. Uh, social if distancing. If I ass up there to stop you, if I have to. Social distancing. Oh, true. Never mind. Yeah, there we go. Rip in peace, small puppy. Yeah, there we go. No, I'm going to go to the gym. So... So I can get really swole to punch that get puppy. Get swole. <laughs> do it once and do it right. <laughs> uh, and this has been the Dark Humor Show. <laughs> Thank you and have a good night.